be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. This is your host, R.C. Norman. Consider yourself renewed. Yo, 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 what's up? Our family, my renewed family, I'm grateful that you have taken the time out to join us here again on the renewal. Listen, what a day, what a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As always, I'm so grateful for your time, for your ear, your voice, especially in this time, in this, in this season, in this dispensation, which I love is called grace and mercy. Yes, it's grace and mercy. The Bible says that God's mercies renew every morning. What an honor it is to have breath in your body right now that we can inhale, inhale right now and exhale. That's God's breath. That means you are still counted amongst the land of the living. And I'm so grateful for your life. Listen, on this week, I'm so excited because once again, we are able to bring to you the word of God and also just share with you um, our heart. Just share with you our passion and let you know that we are truly concerned about your life and we don't take this for granted whatsoever. So I don't want to prolong the time. Let's dive. Let's go right um, into this episode. Um, so God was dealing with me right about about pretty much what he had to endure. He says, son, sometimes people take it for granted of what I had to go through for their soul. You know, there there are some major things that I had to overcome, you know, although I didn't want to do it. Right. Because he was in the garden against Simony and he said, Father, if this cup may pass, let it pass from me. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. So Jesus began to humble himself because he knew it was his purpose. But however, he saw what the cup uh, was. He saw it was full of sin and he didn't want to drink that. Why? Because that cup was was going to disconnect him from God. He never knew what it felt like to be disconnected from God. So he didn't want to endure this. He didn't want to go through this agony, through this pain. But he said, look, this is what I must do. And so Jesus, he was just giving me. A picture. He was painting a vivid picture for me. And I was seeing, I was like, wow, God, Jesus, you went through so much for people that look, didn't even want them. And here it is. They rejected him. They despised him. They scourged him. Yes, they ridiculed him. They did everything except call him a child of God. Everything. So I want to look at this um, verse and then we're going to definitely dive into the episode on this week. I want to look at it. It's it's Isaiah. It's it's a very, very familiar passage to a lot of us. It's very familiar. Isaiah 53 and 5. Um, we have all heard it, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So many times we quote this scripture or we say by his stripes, I'm healed. We always say this when we are in need of a healing, whether we have a headache, we can have a toothache, an earache, we can have a evil stomach ache or no matter what it may be. We are always 
praying for and saying, Jesus, you said in your word by your stripes, we are healed. Right. But we don't look at in totality and I'm going to get there, but I don't want to rush ahead. I want to look at this scripture. He, but he said, but we was wounded. He was wounded for our transgressions. Okay. What is a transgression? So many of us, we, we just go past, we, we look at the scripture, right? But then we just hurriedly pass it to the, by his stripes, we are healed. But why was he wounded? Why did he have to endure his beating? And this, I don't want you to take this beating lightly, neither. Um, the Romans, they actually used this as a form of punishment, where they called it flogging. And this was a dreaded punishment. And sometimes it actually led to death. So it was stated that a person could take up to 40 lashings until he died. And so a lot of times they took it all the way to the max. And sometimes they went over and people began to die. But this was the most, most dreaded punishment. And it was a form of torture. Yes, this is what it was. And it was absolute torture to a person to endure this. And they allowed them to be naked all the way to their, um, to their waist. So from the waist up, they were completely naked. And a lot of times it called people lost eyes. They lost ears. Um, so many things happen in it um, by them being beaten with this and this whip or what you may call it. Um, the, it was bit. It was formed with a bit bits. It had bits of lead in it. It had also stone and it was a whip that was brutal. It was a slashing instrument of terror. It had spikes on the end of it also. And it had cords, which and it also ripped. Man, a man's back and his legs to shreds and like I said it occasionally even ripped out or, or tore out their eye or sliced open an ear and so this is why the Bible said that Jesus was led like a sheep to the slaughter yes he was led to be slaughtered for you and I and why was he it says here he was wounded for our transgressions okay what is a transgression a transgression is an image of sin as overstepping the limit of God's law. Yes. Also means rebellion. Rebellion to revolt is sin. Transgression against human or divine authority. This is what a transgression is. Or you can look at it as like a trespass, right? So say, for example, um, many of us have seen signs on fences or on doors that says no trespassing. And so if you trespass over this, you are liable to be shot or prosecuted, whichever one, because this sign was up to warn you, you are trespassing and these grounds are forbidden. And so you can't go past this. Once you see the sign is, it's giving you a warning that if you trespass, then then you are capable of anything or liable for anything to happen to you. And by law, because of the sign, the, the owner is OK. They are in their right to to promote force or do whatever it is that they want to do against you because you violated their land. You are violated against their the sign or whatever where they put up you did it 
And so now you have to pay the consequences. So this is why he was wounded. He was wounded for our transgressions. Yes, when we sin, when we overstep the boundaries, when we fail to uphold God's commandment. This is why he was wounded for our transgressions. So many of us have overstepped the boundary. How many of you have overstepped the boundary? We all should be raising our hand. We all should be in agreement of that. We all have broken a commandment. Yes, all of us. For the Bible said, if you've broken one of them, you have broken all of them. We all have fallen short of God's commandments. The Ten Commandments, you know, we could go down the list. Uh, thou shalt have no other God before me. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not murder. You know, thou shalt not covet. The list goes on and on, right? But if you committed just one of the, if you broke one of those commandments, you have broken the law. And this is why he was wounded. He was wounded for our transgressions, for our trespasses against his law. He took upon the beating for us. This is why he took these beatings for you and I. Okay. He says he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. Yes. These beatings caused bruises to be on his body. He was bruised for our iniquities. What is an iniquity? Iniquity is a made up mind to sin. It's your made up mind for you to dwell in a sin. It's wickedness. And watch this. What follows? Punishment follows this. Mischief. This is where iniquity is. And a lot of times we, you know, a lot of times people say, well, I, I'm not in iniquity. Well, if you habitually sin, this is what an iniquity is. And so many people don't know, even know what iniquity is. They always look at sin. Well, I've searched the scriptures, right? And sin, sin, just sin don't send one to hell. The progression of sin is what sends a person to hell, right? And progression of sin is iniquity. That sin, it starts out as sin, right? If you commit a sin and you repent and don't go back to that sin, then God will forgive you, right? But if you continue to live in that sin, it becomes a habit, become habitual. For example, if God told you, okay, if you're, if you're married and you continuously sleeping with another individual that's not who you are married to, that's adultery, right? That's automatically sin, but you continue to do this. Okay, let me give you another example. Say, for example, if you're not married, right, and you continuously live in fornication, you continually have sex with someone who is not your spouse, who you are not married to. You continuously do this over and over again, but you know what the Bible says against it. But you continue to go to church. You continue to pray to God where your prayers are not going above the ceiling. But you continue to do it and you continue to pray, play the religious games. You do it over and over and over again. But yet you convince yourself that you are still saved because you have confessed Jesus as Lord. But you continue to habitually live in this sin. You are living with someone that is not your spouse. And you are uh, uh, the old people call it shacking up. <laughs> This is what you are doing. You are living with someone that is not your spouse and you are violating God's law. 
because God says, Thou should not, he said, flee from fornication. This is what the Bible says. So if you continuously do this, then you're living in iniquity. That's just one example or gambling or, you know, uh, these things, if we do it habitually, it can lead to sin. It, it can lead to missing God, iniquity. And this is why, this is why he was bruised. He was bruised for our iniquities. For the things that we habitually did, this is why he took the beatings. So that we could be forgiven. Okay. If you keep on reading. He said the chastisement of our peace was upon him. This punishment that brought our peace. He was chastised. When we chastise um, those of us who have children. Sometimes we chastise our kids for their wrongdoing. For Anything that they have done that was in violation of a rule or whatever it is, any bad behavior, that's chastisement. And God, the Bible said he chastised those whom he loved. Look, the Lord also chastised us. It's a part of love. But look, it says here he was chastised for our chastisement of our peace was upon him. So in order for us to have peace, he took on the chastisement so that we can have this peace. It said the chastisement of our peace was upon him of our peace. So he had to become chastised so that we can live in peace so that we can receive peace. Yes, this punishment brought forth our peace. We wouldn't be able to walk in the peace of God without him taking upon this punishment. And this is what we need to keep our mind constantly stayed on. Also, these things, the punishment that he took. The Bible says if we keep our minds stayed on him, he will keep us at perfect peace. If we keep our minds stayed on the beating that he took for us, the chastisement that we that he took for us, then we will have peace. We will live in peace because you are when you are tempted with evil right then and there, you will be mindful of the chastisement that he took. Hey. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, as well as share with others. Thank you. Listen, I don't know of many people that would would take beatings for someone else. I don't know of many people that would. But he said he was like a brother. He laid down his life. He said no greater love than this, that a brother would lay down his life for his friend. He laid down his life for you and I. And we mishandle his life. We mishandle it. And we we walk with it so carelessly. We we uphold our salvation carelessly. You know, when Jesus did so much, he was tortured. Don't get it twisted. This was absolute torture. It was torture. But look what it says here. Let's keep on reading. He said, and with his stripes, we are healed. So in every last one of these beating, it left a strike. In every last one of these lashings on his back left a strike. It left a mark. And sometimes these whips, when it went on his back, at the end of them were hooks that absolutely ripped his flesh. It ripped his flesh. And can you imagine the agony? Can you imagine the pain. Let me use your imagination station for a moment. Just visualize. 
the whip going across Jesus' back. And think about the hooks being stuck in his flesh and being ripped out. Could you imagine this pain? This is what Jesus went through for you and I. And it said by his stripes, we are healed. So one day I was in prayer and God gave me a vision. I had a vision, all right? Because at this moment, I was praying for someone and I was praying for someone and I was praying, Jesus, heal them. You said in your word, by your stripes, we are healed. And I automatically had a vision. I began to see the stripes on his back. And in each one of his stripes, I began to see cancer. I began in one stripe. I began to see tumors in one stripe. I began to see um, limbs in one stripe. I began to see eyes one stripe. I could begin to see ears, whatever it is in different. One of those stripes could be a different healing anointing. This is what I began to see. And I began to pray. But at the end of this, the totality of it, right? There's healing in his stripes, but the totality of healing is for him to heal our soul. This is why he was tortured for the healing of our soul. The ultimate healing is the healing of one's soul. Yes, your body can be healed. He can heal you of an ailment. He can heal you of a disease, but that's only temporal. It is because our body is going to die. Listen, this body is going back to the dirt. This flesh cannot please God. So if he heal your flesh, it's only temporal because flesh cannot inherit the kingdom of God. This is why our soul is the most valuable possession that we hold. And this is why he died. This is why he was beat. This is the healing that he was aiming for. He was actually being beat and tortured for the healing of our soul. Hallelujah. This is what the torture was all about for the healing of our sin sick soul every soul before they came to Christ was sick before you receive him as Lord your soul was sick your soul was destined for hell but because of his stripes our soul can be healed hallelujah hallelujah I'm so grateful that he took upon the stripes for my healing the healing of my soul yes he also healed my mind Yes, he also healed my leg when it was broken. He did that. And I'm so grateful for it. But I'm most grateful for him healing my soul, for him giving me a brand new soul, for him giving me brand new life. He's, he came. The Bible said Jesus came that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. An abundant life is when he heals your soul. That's an abundant life. And so many we, we, we ask God and we plead and we cry out for God for the healing of our bodies. When, yes, we need, don't get it twisted. Now, I'm not saying that we don't need healing to our bodies. Is Yes, we do need it to fulfill the will and purpose on our life, to fulfill what God has called us to do. We, we Listen, he would that we would prosper and our soul to be in good health. This is what he said. He said for our soul to be in good health, right? So he want us to be in good health. If our soul is in good health, I truly believe that God will allow our body to be in good health. 
Yes. And a lot of times we we become sick and we have diseases and illness because sin brings this. A lot of times sin brings our sickness. Sin brings illness. Sin brings diseases. It absolutely does. Because there's listen, there's nothing good that could come from the result of sin. Nothing. The wages of sin is death. And what leads to death? Sickness. Sickness can lead to death. Your illness can lead to death. Diseases leads to death. And a lot of times it's birth through sin. And because we dwell in sin, this is why we have to allow our life to completely, completely be given to God. And we have to turn away from everything that's not like him. This is what we must do. And God wants us to live, right? He wants us to live an abundant life, but we must always be in remembrance of the price that he paid, the things that he went through for you and I. He didn't have to do it. No, he didn't. But I'm so grateful every single day that he did. Hallelujah. How many of you are grateful? How many of you are grateful for what God has done in your life? He has brought us out of so many things over and over and over again when we didn't even deserve it. He's such a mighty father. (laughs) He's so great. I'm so grateful for him dying on the cross for my sins when Lord knows I didn't deserve it. He took upon all of that for us and I didn't even get into the crucifixion part. That was so that was terrible. It truly was. He he endured so much for you and I. But the beginning of it was, yes, the betrayal. He was betrayed, the agony in the Garden of Gethsemane. When, when it said his sweat began to transpire blood, that's how much agony he was in. We taught it one of his, uh, we taught it in an early episode. One of his blood vessels burst while he was in so much pain. Because of the stress of the cross. And this is why blood began to transpire through his sweat. So, yes, God loves us so much that he allowed his son to go through that so that we can be healed. Our souls can be healed. Hallelujah. Thank God for the healing of our soul. If you haven't allowed him to heal your soul, I admonish you today. To make this decision, make a decision for Christ. I promise you it'll be the greatest decision that you can ever make. There's never or will ever be a greater decision that you can make than giving your life to Christ. And just coming to him and just confessing all your faults, confessing the things that you have done, confessing, you know, like, look, Lord, I've sinned. I live a life full of sin, but I want to try you. I want to turn a new leaf. And just repent. It's nothing mystical or spooky that you have to do. The only thing that you have to do is just believe that he is Lord. All you have to do is believe in his death, his resurrection. And the Bible says you could be saved. That's the first step. That's the process of salvation. But you have to allow the Holy Ghost to dwell in you and cleanse you. You have to allow him to cleanse you and to dwell in you. The Holy Ghost will lead us to all truth. 
you need his spirit. The Bible says if you don't have his spirit, you are none of his. The Holy Ghost is vital. But the first step is to make a decision for Christ. Hallelujah. Listen, I love you so much. I truly do. I truly do. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for everyone that's listening now. I thank you for their life. I pray, oh God, that you continue to lead them, guide them, continue to show them your way. Let them understand every day the torture that you had to endure, the pain that you had to go through, the beatings that you had to endure for our salvation, for our soul. This is what you went through so that our soul can be healed. Let us always be in remembrance of this. Never allow us to take it lightly. And Father, if we stand in this posture, Father, we will always be grateful and we will always walk low before you, knowing that it's nothing that we have done to even to deserve it. Father, I pray, touch every soul, touch every listener now. And I pray, oh God, that anyone who's dealing with afflictions in their body, I pray that you heal them. You said by your stripes, we are healed. I pray, heal their bodies, oh God, but most importantly, heal their soul. And Father, I, I pray, oh God, make them whole in the name of Jesus, as you did it for the woman, oh God, even as you did it for the man. You said their faith shall make them whole. Father, make us whole. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Listen, I love you all to life. Until next week, shalom. Now, if you have made this decision, please reach out to us on our website at rcnormanministries.org or you can email us at rcnormanministries at gmail.com or either on our Facebook or Instagram at rcnormanministries. We would love to know about your decision and we would love to keep you on our prayer list as well as pray that you will be filled with the most precious gift of the Holy Ghost. We are so excited. This is the best decision that you could have ever made now you will live your best life you thought you had new life but you will never experience life like this and that's why i like to call it the renewed experience please 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 subscribe as well as leave us a review also leave us a rating preferably five stars and also do me a huge favor share it with your family or friends don't be selfish don't hog it all to yourself Share with them the grace you have received, which is called 